I do want to just talk a little bit about Donald Trump. I know, you thought it couldn't get worse, but it's going to. It's Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump was, if you remember, blocked uh, from the presidential ballot in Colorado. Uh, I think it was last week. Now, Colorado, not really a state that's ever going to vote uh, um, for Republicans, so not a big problem for him. But this time, uh, he's been blocked by a second state, by Maine, uh, his presidential vote. And the Secretary of State, Shana Bellows, said Mr. Trump was now not eligible because of his actions leading up to the U.S. Capitol riot in 2021. But, of course, all these things are really waiting for the whole thing to go to the Supreme Court. But you don't want to get this from me. You want to get it from our LBC specialist, uh, Simon Marks, who's LBC's U.S. correspondent and who joins us from Washington, D.C. Simon, is is all of this... I mean. To me, my worry is that much as I personally feel I'd love to see Donald Trump not become president, I think by, in any sense, trying to block him from being on a, a ballot, all he can do is just help him, I think, because it, it sort of feeds his persecution, they're all trying to stop me and I'm the only person that can save you type thing. I think that is absolutely spot on, Dom. I mean, this decision by the Secretary of State in Maine, a Democrat appointee, this is not someone who's ever been elected to the position, following on from the decision by uh, the Colorado Supreme Court, the bench of that court made up entirely of Democratic uh, appointees, (laughs) uh, threatens really, I think, uh, to provide Donald Trump with fresh grist for his mill uh, of insistence that he is the victim of political persecution and that that it's not uh, Donald Trump who poses the biggest threat to American democracy now, but Democrats, like he of course maintains, crooked Joe Biden, as he always calls the President of the United States, but also specifically women like Shayna Bellows, the Secretary of State in Maine. Here's what she said last night to MSNBC explaining her extraordinary decision. It's a very detailed decision. Uh, We lay out uh, why under Maine law, the Secretary of State has the authority, indeed the obligation. I'm duty bound to make this determination. Uh, We also, I rather, um, laid out that the record demonstrates that, in fact, the events of January 6, 2021, which were unprecedented and tragic, Uh, were an insurrection. But what she is essentially saying is that she has concluded that the events of January the 6th, 2021, were an an, an insurrection. And perhaps many of us have also concluded that the events of January the 6th were part of an insurrection, an effort to subvert the outcome of the 2020 presidential election by Donald Trump. But no court in the land has reached that conclusion. He hasn't even gone on trial yet uh, in federal court uh, on the only charges that he's facing uh, that even vaguely suggest he may have been involved in an act of insurrection. So uh, most legal observers here absolutely think that people like Ms. Bellows and the justices on that Colorado Supreme Court are skating on very thin ice. I mean, they're using uh, this 14th Amendment, the insurrection clause that's contained in it of the American Constitution, which doesn't even specify that a candidate for the presidency of the United States is 
covered by the clause. The clause says that if you've sworn an oath to protect the American Constitution, as, of course, every president does when they take the oath of office, then if you commit an insurrection against that constitution, you are ineligible for seeking further office. But I think most legal analysts think that that the Supreme Court is going to toss these decisions out and restore Trump to his position on the ballot in those two states. I was was about to say that because it seems that this is kind of, it's sort of rolling across states. I was wondering how many more states were kind of having a go at this. And will it all... Will, will the Supreme Court, which is obviously uh, more Republican-leaning, so probably liable to quash it, are they going to just make a general decision saying you just no states can do this? Well, the first question the, the Supreme Court has to answer is if it's even going to take the case. Right. Um, if they don't take the case and they just leave things the way they are, then yeah. Trump would be off the ballot in those two states. I think given the weight of uh, public debate about all of this, they will take the case. Yeah. And most legal observers think that they are going to strike these two decisions down. But the process that has brought us to this point is actually fascinating because there are all of these legal challenges being brought against Trump's candidacy by various uh, public citizens and political figures in a whole raft of different states. Colorado was the first state where a court actually sided with this notion, uh, untested as it is, that the 14th Amendment applies. But in a whole raft of other courts in Colorado itself, in Michigan, in Minnesota... Uh, these cases have all been thrown out on their ear by lower courts. So the vast majority of legal rulings so far on this very particular issue have gone Donald Trump's way. But the two that have gone against him, Colorado and Maine, really give him the opportunity, and he's doing it on email constantly today, to fundraise off the back of this and to say, I'm not the threat to democracy. It's these radical left Democrats who are trying to stop you from deciding who you can vote for. They're the real threat it seems that and then the more he's sort of persecuted as he sees it the more uh, his his side go for him and and this can't be doing much good for for president biden and he seems to have been incredibly silent on it he's been completely silent on it in the last uh, 24 hours and i think this puts joe biden in a very tight spot because as you know he's made several speeches throughout the year an insufficient number for many of his uh, backers uh, warning that Donald Trump is a real threat to American democracy with his very well-laid plans to roll back some of the democratic checks and balances that exist here if he does win the keys to the Oval Office uh, in November of next year. Uh, He's planning only to appoint totally dyed-in-the-wool far-right supporters of his Make America Great Again movement to his cabinet. He uh, is uh, insisting that he's not going to make the mistake of trying to work uh, with careerists and experts. He doesn't want any of those around him unless they are absolutely proven supporters. He's talking about doing away with the traditional independence of the Department of Justice. Uh, His advisers say that he should be uh, seeking to launch criminal investigations uh, of the Biden family and, of course, of many of his own fellow Republicans whom he accuses uh, of treachery during his first term in office, uh, Joe Biden's going to have to address the question of whether these moves by Democrats like the Secretary of State in Maine and and prosecutors like uh, the Democrat in Georgia, uh, who has placed Donald Trump under criminal indictment for attempting to subvert the outcome of the election there in 2020, aren't they actually feeding Donald Trump's ability to uh, fuel his support 
by claiming with some degree of legitimacy that there is an effort underway to remove him from the field of political battle. Listen, in about 12 to 15 weeks, Donald Trump will officially be the presumed Republican presidential candidate. Real Americans are about to start casting real votes in caucuses and primaries all over the country. And the Trump campaign reckons that with no real competition in the race, by March he'll have his arms around the Republican Party's presidential nomination. That is going to be a game changer in these conversations. And at some point Joe Biden is going to have to opine on whether he really thinks it is viable for uh, America as a democracy to continue trying to remove his opponent from what looks increasingly like a rematch of the 2020 election in November of next year. I wanted to talk just quickly about that rematch because didn't someone ask Biden that if Trump wasn't running, you know, he might, he sort of intimated that he might possibly not run himself. But whatever's happening now, it's too late, is it, for Biden to pull out? There's, there's no alternative, is there? Well, I mean, there are alternatives out there, but it's getting increasingly late for them even to think about organising themselves. I mean, I think that there was an opportunity potentially for President uh, Biden to abandon his re-election quest. And remember, he's underwater in all the opinion polls here. His approval rating ending the year at a record low of 35% in the most recent Monmouth University survey. But I think that the window is pretty much shut now on that. He told a a group of private fundraisers off microphone... Behind closed doors. <laughs> Never a good that thing. If Trump hadn't been running, he might not be in the race. But when he was pushed by reporters later to say, so if Trump is removed from the field of battle or gets out, would you get out of the race? Biden said, no, it's too late. And I think that that is probably where he now finds himself for, uh, for, with, final, with a mountain to climb. Thank you, Simon. Just final question, because it's just fascinating to me. Let's just say that, that, that Biden did pull out. Who would be the the sort of leading candidates take over? Well, the the first problem Biden would face is would he or would he not endorse Kamala Harris as vice president? And that decision is in and of itself a nightmare for him. Uh, But there are certainly others that would want to get into the race, including Governor Gavin Newsom of uh, California, Uh uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer uh, of Michigan, real opportunity for her to become the first female president of the United States if she chose uh, to throw her hat into the ring, uh, and others from uh, President Biden's own cabinet colleagues of Kamala Harris, like Pete Buttigieg, the Transportation Secretary. All of those younger Democrats have been forced basically to be told, you've got to freeze your political ambitions for now because the Joe Biden the dinosaurs. 81 is yeah. going to go is going to go for another four years. So we're going to see a rematch and see what happens. Uh, Simon Marks, thank you uh, very much for that. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to have a chat.